welcome to the Music with Mike podcast. Whether you are a music educator or simply a music lover, this podcast is for you. On the podcast, we talk about all things music from the first measure to the last. I'm your host, Mike Bossman. Welcome to this inaugural episode of Music with Mike. I couldn't be more excited to get this podcast going. For those of you new to the podcast, which is all of you, it's brand new, I am glad that you're here and listening and thank you for that. The focus of this podcast is all about music and music education across this wonderful state of South Dakota. Podcast episodes will feature many topics ranging from the changing voice, music advocacy, fundraising in your classroom, choral literature, rehearsal technique, and much, much more. After teaching here in South Dakota for the past 10 years, I've kind of learned that professional development is hard to come by in many districts, and because of that, I decided to start this podcast. I really do hope you enjoy the podcast. Make sure to subscribe, and thank you so much for listening. Here's episode one. Inspiration. We all get it from somewhere. We all do what we do every day because we are inspired by something or someone. Today on the very first episode of the podcast, I thought I'd talk about my inspiration and to get into music. And I know that at times when you're in the grind of teaching in your first year, your fifth year, your 10th year, your 30th year, you can sometimes forget why you went into what you did because of the chaos that teaching brings to us sometimes. And so I thought this would be a perfect way to start the podcast to talk about how to keep you inspired in your classroom every day. To do that, I have a very special guest. I have my very own middle school music teacher, one of my biggest inspirations to go into music, Mrs. Ruth Youngers. Check it out. Mrs. Youngers, thanks for being on the podcast. You are so welcome. I feel honored. Well, I'm honored to have you here because this episode is all about what inspires us to be teachers and Quite honestly, you inspired me more than you know to become a music teacher. And for those of you listening, I had Mrs. Youngers back in the mid-90s, we'll just say. We won't give any exact dates for both of our purposes. But I had her for both music class and chorus. And I'll tell you what, I wasn't the easiest student in chorus because my best friend was also in chorus with me. And um, you just inspired us. You still inspire us today. And it's just so wonderful to have you on here and chat with you about what inspired you since you've inspired me. So thanks for being here. Thank you. So tell us, um, you've been retired for a few years now. How was that? How was retirement? Uh, it took me a while to get used to it. I'm finally getting used to it. But uh, at first I didn't enjoy retirement. I would rather have been teaching. Mm-hmm. I suppose you have more time to eat your lunch now, though, and you can go to the bathroom whenever you <laughs> more like, time right? More to go to the bathroom, <laughs> right. <laughs> So tell us about your background. Where did you go to school to become a music teacher? I went to USD in Vermilion. Um, I was a piano major with an also double major, a piano major, applied piano, and music education. My piano teacher, Miss Turn, was my advisor, and she was a wonderful, wonderful advisor. And after I got my... BFA, she encouraged me to go right on and get my master's in music and arranged for me to have a graduate assistantship where I taught piano, so that paid for part of my tuition. And so I 
got both my bachelor's and my master's at USD. So was the music department, was that, where did you take your music classes then? Um, it was in Slago. Okay. Um, I'm not sure what the building is called now, but... Because uh, the music department that is, is there now wasn't there then, no, correct? Okay. No, no, not at all. Were you in Old Main? No, it was Old Main, and then there was a building right south of that. Okay, yeah. It was the administration building, okay. I think. And the music department was in the lower level. And then upstairs there was an auditorium. It was called Slagle Auditorium. And they just, I don't know if you've been down recently, but they've, they've redone Slagle now. No, I have oh, not. Oh, it's, it's beautiful. They redid it? the organ and the whole work. So that organ really was, nice. oh, that was wonderful. I love yeah. that. I took lessons from Jack Noble on the organ and that was a treat to play on that organ. Yeah, we sang at his retirement, actually, when I was down at USD, when he retired from playing organ after 40-some years. Yeah. So that was wonderful. Um, when you went to USD, were you planning on, on becoming a music major? Or was that something you had yes. gone into? Yes. My uh, band teacher in high school and his wife was my piano teacher. They both encouraged me continue with music so yes I always wanted to be a teacher Mike um, in fact I was the oldest of four children and I was the bossy one I'll admit <laughs> it I always played we played school because we didn't have I lived on a farm you know we didn't have other things to entertain us like kids do today I was a teacher, and I made my siblings copy out of <laughs> Farmers' magazines. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So, I mean, I always wanted to be a teacher. And then, of course, like I said, my band teacher and my piano teacher encouraged me to go into music. Wow. That's yeah. great. <laughs> I love it. So, after you graduated from USD, where did you start? What was your first job? 1967, I got my master's, and I started teaching in a small school district, Tabor, Iowa. It's outside of Council Bluffs, Omaha area. And I taught K-6 for two years. Wow. And then my husband and I moved up to Vermilion because I had gotten a job at South Sioux City, Nebraska. And that was junior high at that time. Okay. And he was going to school in Vermilion. Gotcha. And then when I got the job in Sioux Falls mm -hmm. at Edison, at that time it was a junior high school, mm -hmm. I taught there until I transferred to Memorial. So for all but two years of my teaching career, I taught either junior high or middle school. Wow. Um, I never wanted to teach any other level. I must be like a middle school kid or something. <laughs> they always say teachers are a lot like their students. Okay? I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. Well, I, I think so. That's so true. I think that's so true. And, you know, I kept hearing these horror stories about teaching middle school. You don't want to be in middle school. And when I was in my education classes, mm -hmm. they were really hard to teach. Mm -hmm. But one of my friends told me that 
he thought that I really belonged in the middle school. I thought, okay, I'll try it. And I never, once I tried it, I never wanted to go anywhere else. Never wanted any other level. So, yeah. And so how many years did you end up teaching total then? Before 40, you to- 43. 43 years. Wow. All in, except for two, all in middle school. Right. Or junior high. Junior because, high, yes. Yeah, junior because high. it started out as junior high. But, but uh, yeah. Well, as someone who teaches middle school now for three years, <laughs> I can tell you it is not easy. No. So. 40, 43 years. Must have gotten a lot of wonderful stories. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and those about me, we can leave off the episode. Okay. Thank you. Will yes. Do. <laughs> so, teaching in middle school, this episode's about what inspires us. And as I said at the beginning, you inspired me so much. What inspired who or who you kind of already mentioned your, your band teacher, but who inspired you to really go into music and to, to stay in it for all those years? Well, like I said, my band teacher and his wife, Mr. and Mrs. Hilgenberg. And then when I got to USD, my piano teacher, Miss Truran, just, there was no question that I was going to do anything else. That, that was it. You just knew. I just knew. I, I had no desire to do anything else. So. That's, that's wonderful. So you're in the, you're, you're teaching middle school or junior high. You're in the trenches. You're having one of those days. You've got two boys in your class. I won't name names, but maybe myself and a friend, and who are just driving you crazy. What what kept you motivated on on those days, or what on days where it was just oh, you know, you're just having one of those days yourself, or students are driving you crazy. What what helped keep you motivated on those days? I just loved teaching, and I loved kids. Um, you you just you look at the children, kids, whatever, mm-hmm. and you just try to put yourself in their shoes and understand what's going on in their life, even though you don't, you may not know. But it helps to. You just gotta love them. That's all. I'm sorry, but that's it. I mean, yeah. It's one of those days where you're like, oh, man, they're driving me crazy. You just you would say to yourself. They're just kids. They right. just need. They just need to be loved. Right. That. Yeah. That. They just all want. Want to fit in. They want to belong. Um, yeah. And what was it about middle teaching middle school specifically that you love so much? I mean, there's probably a lot of things, but what what do you think would be? They're so open. I mean, they'll come up and give you a hug just out of the clear blue. Um, they're not, and they'll say what they mean. <laughs> You know, and they're not, they're just, they're just lovable. I don't know. Not that other children aren't lovable, but for some reason I just related to middle school. And I did teach, like I said, K-6 mm-hmm. for two years. But once I got into junior high, middle school, I just had no desire to teach any other level. So. Yeah, I'd agree. I taught six years in elementary Oh, and, you did. I did yep, not know that. Yep, I taught six years at Hayward, and loved it. Loved the the building blocks, as it were, of music and teaching those young kids. But moving to middle school, I agree. It's just there's just something about those kids that you just have to enjoy. You know, they're they're open with you, like they said. They come out of the blue and tell you things you wouldn't expect for them to tell oh, you, I and know. they're so honest <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> Most of the time, <laughs> more honest than you want them to be sometimes. But they're so honest, and and you know, everyone says when I say, "Oh, I teach middle school," they're like, "Oh." you must be crazy or you must be out of your mind. I'm like, no, I love it. I love it. These kids, just like you said, they just need to be loved. 
and they need someone to listen to them and help them through those awkward three years right. that that they can be. Um, one of the, the one of the principals at Memorial always says to the parents when they come visit is that the three years of being in middle school is like for development is like the three years between birth and age three. So how much your kid changes between birth and age three is the same as it happens in middle school. Wow, I didn't, I've never heard and that. And when you think about that, you're like, oh my <coughs> gosh. You know, it's just they, they do just need someone there just to help guide them along in that. And being music is in the great place. I just had a student come up to me and say, Mr. Bossman, I just have to tell you something. I said, okay, yes. sixth grader. I said, okay, what, you know, you never know what they're going to say. I said, what do you have to tell me? He said, I just love being in chorus. Yeah. And I said, why is that? It's just so... It's so different than the rest of the school day. I can be myself. I can be creative. I have fun. I get to meet all these, all the different boys who I haven't gotten to meet before. He said, I just wanted to tell you. Yeah. I was like, it's, it's things like oh, that. Oh, thank that you. Just, yeah. Yeah. No prompting on, no, on my part. He no. just came up and told me after class. It's just like, that's why, you know, it's, those are the stories that, that keep me going on those days where it's like, exactly. oh my exactly. gosh, can I, can I come back the next day? You know, and I'm sure you have hundreds of stories like that people just coming up to you and telling you things like all right all right gear up for another day right right what do you advice do you have from your 40 years of teaching for teachers who are in their first year their middle of their career their late career wherever they are teaching music what advice do you have for them wow that's a big question yes well Don't be afraid to try something new or different. Okay. Don't get stuck in a rut. Just because something has been done a certain way from the beginning of time doesn't mean it has to continue to be done in that fashion. Try something new, you know. Um, I think that's a good one. I think a lot of teachers get stuck. Yes. Saying, okay, this is how it's been done. I'm going to keep doing it this way and not thinking of... If it's not working, figure it something else out, you know. There's, yeah, there's more more ways than one to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, so I guess that would be the big thing is just don't be afraid to try something new. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I agree. And it's, like I said, it's hard sometimes when you're... Especially the longer you've been teaching, the longer it is to, well, you know, I've got this. It's always been working. And you get, sometimes you got to look back and say, is it still working? Or is it working as effectively as it could? Or kids change every year. Kids are different. You have to adjust. So Yes. Excellent. <clears throat> um, what was the favorite thing looking back? I don't know if you maybe have one or two or ten. That's fine. What are some things you look back and say, man, those are just those are some of my favorite things that I got to do or some favorite maybe music that you have in mind, putting you on the spot here, or just something that you look back at, something that was your favorite thing that you did? Well, I loved, you know, I was nervous about teaching boys choruses. I thought, oh, my goodness. But I actually really, really enjoyed working with boys choruses. I loved working with the show choir in middle school, Images, Um I guess we should back up a second and ask what what are some of the things that you taught i guess I didn't, we didn't oh. <laughs> we didn't answer that question tell us some of the things that you taught in at, at memorial or other schools that you were at well when i first started at memorial i had mixed chorus and that was okay you know but i really then um, the gal that i taught with we split it up so she would take the girls and i'd take the boys mm-hmm. 
and then we'd combine when it came to chorus or concert time. So I taught mixed chorus, then went into boys chorus, uh, taught a sixth grade general music, and at when I first started at Memorial, we had seventh grade general music, but that was phased out. I taught uh, Rock On, uh, which is a, a class that is available to eighth grade about the history of rock. Um, oh, and I did teach something that wasn't related to music mm -hmm. when I first started. Uh, it's called success skills. It was geared towards keeping kids in school. And why my principal at that time decided that I needed to be in. <laughs> I, 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 was, I didn't feel comfortable, mm -hmm. but I had some very meaningful times. But so that about sums it up what I what I was teaching. Yeah. And so you, when I was asking you about your favorite things when you were switched over to teach boys, because I, I now teach basically what, what Mrs. Youngers teaches now. By the way, I still can't call her by her first name. It's always <laughs> going to be Mrs. Youngers, even though she insists on me using her first name. But um, what was it like switching from mixed chorus to having all those boys at one time? What was that like? It was scary. <laughs> I mean, I was, a, I was scared. Uh -huh. But it turned out, it was, it, I, I really, really, really enjoyed it. And even there were times when my husband got sick and I was gone for a period of time. And I came back and all the boys stood at the door and they all gave me a hug and oh. just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I mean, I, I, yeah, it was great. And I, of course, I, you know, boys would, come in and they feel like they couldn't sing and mm -hmm. I guess I was so proud of them when they could match pitch first of all mm -hmm. and then when they could get into their falsetto voice and there were certain songs that helped boys do that um, it, you just felt so good when they could accomplish that yeah, I agree. And there's something about boys when they're in chorus, especially that they're they're just so unsure of what it is, and you know, is this going to be fun? Is this am I, is this cool to be in? And and I think that um, you presented it, at least for me back then, in a way that I loved it. I never once thought about what other people thought of when I was in it, and yeah. and of course, it inspired me to go on. And I hope that with the boys that I have now, that I do the same. So I'm sure I'm sure you're inspiring them, Mike. Well, I hope so. I hope so. They're, they're just some, some wonderful and challenging young, young boys in there. Looking back, what was your proudest achievement in your years of teaching? Seeing people like you, Mike, and there are others that have continued with being in music. You know, there's Laura who's at, um, oh, I can't think of the name of the school. Uh, Eugene Field, is she at? Eugene yeah, okay. Field, you know, and, and what she has done with her music. And, mm -hmm. and several, and there are other people, I won't go into names, but that that makes me feel really, really good when I see people continue using their music. Yeah, I agree. That's, I think that's a lot of teachers' hopes 
is that they'll students will continue on at least if not going to it professionally or as a job that they'll continue on in music and keep right with it. and i see a lot of the former students that i have are still involved in singing in choruses mm-hmm. and, you know not not teaching but they still love singing and that's yeah that's heartwarming it is and you know part of part of the rock on class that we we both i teach currently in utah is that there's a guitar part of it and i think I always love teaching that part of that class because the kids are like, oh, this is a lot easier than I thought, you know, and a lot of like, I'm going to go out and get a guitar and, and, and keep playing. And I'm like, yes, this is great. This is exactly yeah. what I hoped it had happened to this. And I hope the same is for those boys who are in chorus, you know, that they'll say, you know, this is really fun. I want to keep doing this as an adult or on to college or in high school and then on to college and as an adult. And hey, maybe they'll become music teacher someday. And, you know, I guess that's always the hope. And Anything you'd go back and change? Anything you'd try over again? Um, no, I don't think so. I can't think of anything, Mike. Yeah, I agree. I think as teachers, we, we put ourselves out there every day. And, and you know, that, that old adage that, well, if it wasn't on the lesson plan, it is now. Or, <laughs> you know, I think that holds true. And I think I agree with, I've only been teaching 10 years, but I think I, I think the same. Everything I did, I think... I'd stick to and, and hope that continues on as we as we go. Well, I just have a few last minute kind of fun questions for you, if you don't mind. I don't mind what, at all. What two radio stations are the two that you enjoy listening to the most? <laughs> okay, a lot of the times when I'm in my car, I don't play my radio because I'm meditating or you know using that time to meditate. But when I do listen to the radio, it's 101.9 and 97.3. Okay, so one's a mixed station. What's the 101.9? It's a Kello FM. And, oh, okay. And um, they have nonstop music without advertising. Ooh, I like that. Let's check that out. I'm a classical listener. I listen to NPR, or NPR out of the Twin Cities, but I also like the mix and classic rock of course but if you could have gone back and joined any rock band <laughs> past or current you could have been a singer the keyboard player or whatever which which group would you have joined oh man that's a tough question i thought about that a lot and i thought hmm i never never really wanted to be in a band i was more i would rather be behind the scenes okay um directing or whatever you know I guess I never really thought about being in a band I really struggled with that question I thought I really can't think of anybody Mike <laughs> I thought for sure you might say the Beatles I just had a feeling you well might say that the was Beatles. on my mind but that was an all-male group and that's so, true that's true know, I thought that really wouldn't have fit in but I did see Paul McCartney when he was here oh did you oh man that was some concert yeah that was awesome. Yeah, I bet. I didn't get to see him, but. And I thought about Queen, which I know yes. somebody really yes, likes. Yes, I do. There again, you know. Yep. I'm going to see them actually in July. Are you? Yes. I'm so excited. And I like Journey, and I like Bon Jovi, and I love Lady Gaga. <laughs> she is a great singer. I mean. She is, Mike. She is a great singer. She's very, I mean, yes, she's off the wall, although she's toned it down a little bit. But 
she has an excellent trained voice. I she mean, does, yeah. She's classically trained, I think. Yes. Yeah. And just a little tidbit, her Gaga name comes from the Queen song Radio Gaga. She's a big Queen fan, so, I mean, can't go wrong there. <laughs> yes. And the final question, which I ask to all my guests on the podcast, is what are you currently listening to? What what music do you have in your mind right now? Or Well, I, as I told you when we were visiting, right now I'm listening to the Bee Gees uh, from a CBS special. I never listened to an entire show at one time. I take it in bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. I listen to that. And then, like I said, I've been listening to Lady Gaga when I can Pentatonics has become very important to me. And I guess when you talk, thinking about that, I wouldn't mind being in a group like Pentatonics. You know, I mean, I think their their harmonies are amazing. Yeah, they are absolutely amazing. Yeah, you know. And I wish I'd have gone to see them when they were here in Sioux Falls, but I didn't. But, uh, yeah. Did that answer your question? It did, it did. And again, just thanks so much for being on the podcast Thank and letting you me for having for, me for interviewing you. It's just it's just so wonderful to sit down and and for those of you out there, I just hope that you take a moment. The whole reason this idea came to me was that a year ago I had sent Mrs. Younger's a thank you card, just just letting her know that she had made such an impact. And when I thought about doing this podcast, I was thinking about well, what could the first episode be about? You know, what, what should I start? And an inspiration came to mind, and you were the first person who came to mind. So wow. I just I hope those of you who are out there who are listening. You will take a moment to thank a teacher who inspired you. And um, thanks again for being on the podcast. Thank you, Mike. This podcast is sponsored by Complete Drywall Services. For all your hang, tape, texture, and finish needs, call Troy at 605-261-4845 or find Complete Drywall on Facebook. Thank you to Ruth Youngers for being a part of the show today, or as I will continue to call her, Mrs. Youngers. Thank you all out there for listening to the inaugural episode of Music with Mike. I hope you will continue listening. Thank you to our sponsor, Complete Drywall Services. Check them out on Facebook or give them a call. Music on the podcast is provided by Broke for free and used with permission. And hey, don't forget to subscribe. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell everybody. Post it on Facebook, social media. Tell everyone to listen to this podcast. Next week on the podcast, I have a great friend of mine, Matt Anderson, on. Matt Anderson is a full-time dental student and also part-time musician. We're going to talk about what it's like to do both at the same time. And is it possible? The answer, you'll find it on the podcast. Thanks for listening. By the way, what is it you're listening to right now? What is it you have on repeat you can't stop listening to in your car, on your phone, wherever? Let me know on social media. Find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Music with Mike SD is the handle. Or email me at musicwithmikesd at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.